Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friends, Romans, and sports fans, lend me your ears. News from the NFC West, as the Rams have made a couple of moves to potentially replace their longtime kicker, Greg Zerline. Austin McGinnis and Hiram Lirum Harulahu, excuse me, Lirum Harulahu have both been signed by the Los Angeles Rams. McGinnis, age 24, attended the University of Kentucky. He has subsequently kicked in both the Aliens of American Football and most recently for the Dallas Renegades of the XFL, where he was a perfect 10 for 10 on field goal attempts. Harulahu, meanwhile, is 29 and is certainly the more seasoned professional player, having finished the last of his six seasons in the Canadian Football League, having made 47 of 55 field goal attempts, translating to a pretty darn decent success rate of 86%. Over all six seasons, Harulahu converted 83% of his field goal attempts. Meanwhile, the Seahawks re-signed veteran left guard Mikey Potty for a second year. He has spent all of his 10 seasons in the NFC West, his first five with San Francisco, the next four with Arizona, and last season with Seattle. Considering the fact that the Seahawks have really rebuilt their offensive line in free agency, and also now have control of restricted free agent center Joey Hunt, it seems very likely that expensive starting center Justin Britt who was injured in the middle of last year, will either be cut or have his contract restructured. Oh, This is the Catch My Eye podcast. Begins on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We will always have mercy on your ears. All you who listen, profess yourselves enemies to all other joys which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find that this alone felicitates your dear highness's love. Amen. Is a big mouthful, right? Liram Hairulahu, capital L I R I M is his first name, and Hairulahu, Hairulahu, capital H A J R U L L A H U is his last name. Liram Hairulahu, Hairulahu, very interesting name, but. We will be talking about him. He has a very interesting life story that we will be talking about. First, let's get to this. 
And now I prithee, take off thy dun's cap, put on thy gown of wisdom, because it is time for the quiz. Okay, our question for Saturdays, excuse me, not Saturdays, Wednesdays question, or excuse me, our answer to Wednesday's question was, who was the pitcher opposing Mike Witt? He pitched a very good game, but unfortunately he lost one to nothing. On September 30th, 1984, the day that Mike Witt of the California Angels pitched a perfect game. Okay, the answer to that question would be Mike Witt. No, excuse me. <clears throat> the answer to that question is not Mike Witt. The answer to the question would be Charlie Huff because he was opposing Mike Wick. Mike. What is happening to me today? Mike Witt. He was opposing Mike Witt. On September 30th, 1984. When Mike Witt pitched that perfect game. Now, Charlie Huff was a most interesting uh, pitcher. As I said before, he pitched 25 seasons. Basically, he was not good enough to pitch in the major leagues. And that's why he learned the knuckleball. And the knuckleball was why he was able to pitch for such a long, long, long time. 25 seasons. Now, amazingly though, I look. I knew Nolan Ryan had pitched for such a long time too. Nolan Ryan pitched for 27 seasons, and he was like a flamethrower. Charlie Huff, you understand it, a knuckleballer. He's gonna pitch for a long time. You can, you can pitch when they're really old. If you're a knuckleballer, just because it's the the it doesn't really take put that much stress on your arm. So, yeah, why not? Nolan Ryan, though, he pitched for two more years after, two more years than Charlie Huff, and he was a flamethrower. In fact, I remember reading that. He thinks that he was actually pitching for some seasons with a torn ligament in his elbow toward the end of his career. But, Charlie Huff, you can kind of understand pitching 25 seasons. 27 seasons for Nolan Ryan is even more remarkable, I think. Okay, but let's get to the new quiz question. And I was looking up Liram Harulahu. Ah, I did it wrong again. Liram Harulahu. There you go. Liram Harulahu. And, whoa, he had a very interesting childhood. Now, before uh, before kicking in the Canadian Football League, by the way, he did make a game-winning field goal to win the Grey Cup, too. That's the big... That's the... Championship Cup for the Canadian Football League. But, whoa. That was, and he did that in uh, November of 2017. But, 
Liram Hirulaihu was not born in Canada. He was born in a country of which the quiz will be a subject about, of which will be the subject, which will be the subject of the quiz. Man, my grammar, I apologize. My grammar is bad. My pronunciation is bad. What is happening to me today? Okay. So he was born in a country, it's in the Balkans regions, region of Europe. And they had a war in the late 90s. It was in... 19, it was from 1998 to 1999, and it was very scary. He was he was nine years old at the time, and he was in his town. This is him recalling it, and they guys were walking around with AK-47s. There were houses on fire, tanks. Going around, snipers. He said that his dad put photos. He dug a hole and put photos in the ground. It says for safekeeping, and he said to uh, he said to his son that if they don't make it, then those are, you can come back and get those photos to remember them by. And they ended up going to. Macedonia, staying in a refugee camp for a couple of months. They, the family had a. This was all when Liram Hairulahu was nine years old. They had a uncle. Oh, apparently it was his great uncle because it was his dad's uncle. Anyway, his dad's uncle was in Calgary. He was trying to get them to Canada, and. Hawilahu's family was the last. They were, according to Hawilahu, they were on the last plane to Canada. It was Liram Hawilahu, his dad, his mom, his two sisters, his uncle, and. So, wow. That is quite a. Amazing story, but the question that I'm going to ask you about is: We have this very—it's a very small country. To be quite frank, uh, <coughs> their flag, Northern National Anthem, is not the most inspiring. It's their flag is a is a blue. It's mostly blue, and in the middle it has an image of the country. And above the country, it is five, excuse me, six, five-pointed stars, stars with five points. Their national anthem is, seen, I listened to it maybe three or four times, it is, no, no offense, but it's rather forgettable, <laughs> rather forgettable. And so they had this war in 1998-1999 they declared they self-declared independence uh, from Serbia in 2008 uh, the United States 
most members of the EU did recognize their declaration of independence. But Serbia and Russia and some other countries did not. Serbia was kind of a it's kind of a surprising that they didn't recognize it, right? <laughs> and so uh, it's a self-declared uh, independent country. Its name means Field of Blackbirds. And so, in the early, early 20th century, it was incorporated into Serbia, which was later part of Yugoslavia. And right now, the estimated, or as of 2019, the estimated population is 1,821,000. Population in 2030 is estimated to be 1,801,000. Total area is 4,210 square miles, so that's not very much. 427.9 square, 427.9 persons per square mile in 2018. A very small country in the Balkans area, and this conflict in 1998 through 1999 forced uh, Liram Hairilahu to Canada, where he started kicking. He was not didn't get into the CFL immediately, but obviously has been a very has a very successful career, and is now trying to make the leap to the NFL. We'll see if he beats out Austin McGinnis. At least, obviously, is a lot more experience. I would think, I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest here. I have no idea, or very little idea about kicking, but experience, Liram Hairilahu beats Austin McGinnis hands down. I mean, he has been kicking for some time, and he's been pretty darn good in the CFL. And really, there's no reason to think that kicking is... Would... Kicking seems to... I guess it is one of the most mysterious things. A lot of it has to do with your head. But kicking, theoretically, should be one of the things that translates from a inferior league to a superior league, like from the CFL to the NFL. But we will see. Liram Hairulahu. So, remember, email uh, the name of this country that I'm talking about uh, to catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com C-A-T-C-H-M-Y-E-Y-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com By the way, Somebody did guess Charlie Huff, that being my favorite uncle, Paul, Uncle Paul. He he has did guess Charlie Huff. Uh, he is now. He did look it up, which is perfectly all right. Please look up the answer. Email it to me, catchmyeyepodcast at gmail dot com, and you will get a free tie if you would like. Well, if you're the first one to email it to me, 
and it is correct. You will get a free tie. Okay. So, I do want to talk also about something other than this country. A quick, I was, I did a quick checkup on the Canadian Football League, which is has a very interesting history. Uh, it's apparently it was formed in 1956, and it, it's quite a bit poorer than the National Football League. I mean, they were very close to uh, bankruptcy. They were in major financial trouble not that long ago, like in the 80s and 90s. So, it was not very good. But, they're now on more uh, stable ground. Now, they have the Western and Eastern Conferences. The teams are the Columbia British Columbia Lions, the Calgary Stampeders. I wonder where that name comes from, the Calgary Stampeders. <laughs> the Edmonton Eskimos, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And then in the East Division, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the Ottawa Red Blacks, the Montreal Alouettes, and the Toronto Argonauts. Really, I've only... Personally, I've only heard of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I don't know why. Maybe that's where Johnny Manziel went. I don't know. Uh, one of those two teams. I don't know why, but for some reason, those two names, even before I looked it up, those two were the ones that have stuck with me. But they do have... Uh, different rules. They have three um, three sets of downs. The field is not 120 yards like in the NFL. It's 150 yards long. But so it's much 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 longer, uh, 30 yards longer. Also, as I said, the <laughs> the Revenues were not nearly as, shall we say, uh, lucrative in the CFL. Okay, the uh, the in the seventies and eighties and eight well in eighty three, the attendance record was two million eight hundred and fifty six thousand thirty one. So I guess they're in the I guess in the eighties they were doing okay, but uh, that's like nothing, right? Two million eight hundred fifty-six thousand thirty-one in nineteen eighty-three. By the way, they also had rules. They also have rules for imports and non-imports. You can only have a certain number of people not from that area on the team, which I think is an interesting idea. I think. It's go it's gone up. It's gone up as the years have gone by. But uh apparently in nineteen seventy only sixteen thousand it was they were imports were only getting paid sixteen thousand seventy two in nineteen seventy. Ten thousand nine hundred and twenty for local players in nineteen seventy. 
that did increase to, in 1985 to 72,259 for imports and 53,189 for local players. But that's still nothing, right? Uh, television revenue is also pretty good, right? Fifteen and a half million for the nineteen eighty one through eighty three seasons, and thirty three million for eighty four to eighty six. But after that, ooh, wasn't not so good after that. Ooh, by nineteen ninety one, it was two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Two hundred and forty thousand dollars was the TV revenue per club. Per club, two hundred and forty thousand dollars. But by the way, Wayne Gretzky did own the Toronto Argonauts for a time. Uh, he tried to kind of bring them back, Ca- failed, and sold the team in 1994. He bought them in 1991. They did, they did, expand it to the U.S. Uh, they in Sacra- they had a team in Sacramento in 1993, Las Vegas. Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm not really sure why they put one in Shreveport, Louisiana. And they also had 19, one in Baltimore in 1994. Though all those teams were in 1994, but after three seasons. In 1996, they went to a an eight-team All-Canadian League, and they expanded to in 2000. Two to nine, and then the 2006 a franchise folded, but they've been doing better. Uh, they've been doing better. They did some stadium renovations, so I think it's on better footing now. <laughs> Clearly, the wow! I did not realize the. The Canadian Football League is really small revenue-wise. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, yes. Now, the... As I said, the... Uh, as I said, the Canadian Football League field is much different than the uh, U.S. football fields that they have in as I said, it was 120 yards and for the U.S. football field, 150 yards for the Canadian Football League. It's 53.33 yards, meters, or sorry, 53.33 yards wide for the uh, U.S. football. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> They have it 53.33 yards, but there you go. That's what it is in the U.S. It's 65 yards is the width of a field in Canadian football. There are also 12 men in Canadian football. Okay, 12 men. You obviously get whistled for 12 men on the field in NFL or college. And all offensive backs might be in motion. When the ball isn't snapped, blocking on punt returns is allowed only above the waist, and a kicked 
ball still in bounds must be played. Very interesting. And one point is scored if the team in possession kicks the ball over the defending team's goal and the defending team fails to return the ball out of the end zone. By the way, it's the end zone is the end zones are 20 yards deep, so it ends up the between the end zones end up to be 110 yards. So the end zones are twice as long as in the US and the uh, field the between the the field between the end zones is 100 is 10 yards longer than the field in the US. And the two-point conversion is attempted from the 5-yard line. I hear it's a big passing league. Not surprisingly since it's, it's a longer field. It's wider. So, more space. Although they do have 12 men. And also, they have only 3 downs. I've, quite frankly though, I've never seen a Canadian Football League game, either on television. I haven't listened to one, and I most certainly have not seen one live. Not even seen anything above a high school football game live. But a Canadian football league game kind of sounds I'm sure it'd be much different than college or NFL games. I hope to see one sometime. Alright. Before I get out of here, I do want to thank uh, you. Uh, thanks for listening. If you do want to email me, catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to leave comments on iTunes, go ahead. Please, uh, I'd like to hear from you. Also, I do want to thank uh, I do want to thank the Blessed Trinity and the Holy Family, my patron saints uh, Francis Saver, James the Greater. I also want to thank my family, my guardian angel, and my grandmother, and also <coughs> Uncle Paul, my favorite uncle. Finally, Brian Seaman, Adam Oslin, and Noah Eagle for their uh, support. And as always, all all information uh, is, or comments, none of it comes from them. It's all for me. I'll put it all on my shoulders. All right. So until Wednesday, Bonsuelo. The Catch My Eye podcast is dead, my lord. That's but a mistake. You lords and noble friends know our intent. What comfort for this intervening time shall be applied. Nevertheless, your present business is general woe. Friends of my soul, you the Gord State sustain until we meet again a few days from hence. Email catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com. I have a journey, lords, shortly to go. My master calls me. I must not say no. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.